0: You're listening to the Google Ads podcast, brought to you by Solutions8, the Google Ads agency.
1: The P feed only strategies, like it's next best thing to what we have. We used to have smart shopping, and we are kind of used to doing the smart shopping strategies. But what else we can try? We want to talk to you about that. The way we use it, the way we structure it, and the use.
2: Cases. My accounts says right now that I create a feed-only PMAX campaign with all the products in it with only one asset group. And I create a new another PMAX campaign without feed. For kinda testing, we take the best performing
3: product, but we also take underperforming products, which is essentially products that convert well, just didn't get enough attention. So they'll have like 20-30 clicks, but they'll have two conversions on it. To me, that has potential.
1: One of the things we are talking about is not something new, it's what we have done in the past with Smart Shopping, but the key point in this is adjusting the budget. So the budget is now the key. Before, you only had a Smart Shopping campaign and you have nothing to worry about. Mm. Hello everybody, it's the Strategist team. I have Omkar with me and I have Sama. and today we're going to talk about the PMAX feed-only strategies, like it's next best thing to what we have. We used to have Smart Shopping, and we are kind of used to doing the Smart Shopping strategies, but what else we can try, we want to talk, talk to you about that, the way we use it, the way we structure it, and the use cases. And I think I'll start with an example. So I'm going to share my screen and tell me when you can see. So the first thing you like to do when it comes to Pmax Feed only is always check your product performance because in Google, conversions and the ROAS is not the only indicator to signal Google if it's a bad product or a good product. To put that in an example is if they have a good search volume, if they have a good click through rate, and if they have a good keto product, let's say you have 20 polo t-shirts, one of them is doing an amazing job um, and Polo T-shirt has some search volume. It has a good CTR. It can push the other 90 products that, doesn't have, that don't have that exact performance, but it will continue to push it. And you may wonder, I have better robots in T-shirts. Why my Pmax is not pushing towards that? To overcome the situation, check your product performances. So this is an account we have. I don't think I can share the name and i think these will be blurred so from first of july june to today they have 258 thousand dollars of revenue but let me do this so they have this product this product only and it's a single product it has multiple sizes as in s m and l and it has multiple colors But this only is responsible for 40% of the revenue. So what we did is we had our PMAX campaign, which is running with 2x, which is a client's goal. It's doing good, but we created a new PMAX feed only for that product uh, alone, and they're pushing it with a separated budget, and it is working with 3x. So it is good to separate it out, like it's good to push or sometimes take money out of some products. So try that.
2: Yeah. I have like few questions about that strategy. So do you have, both the products, are they present in both the campaigns or it's you negate them in the main campaign and then you enable, keep them.
1: I, I tried both, but from what I see. When you exclude Mm -hmm. those products in PMAX campaign and you create a new campaign, you're just forcing Google to relearn again. Although it has, Mm -hmm. it doesn't kick off that easily. So it's good to have a PMAX, have an asset group in that PMAX, those products, and also put that, I know they're competing with each other a little bit, but since you're balancing that with the budget distribution. It's not a problem, and if it has a good search value, it has an existing demand ongoing it's not a problem you scale with that strategy.
2: yeah that makes sense. yeah,
1: And it works also like I want to mention the other like it's a vice versa strategy, as I said, conversions and the device is not the only indicator when it comes to Google so. Sometimes you have a good product. We have this client, they're selling nail stuff and hair stuff, like nail conditioners and hair uh, supplements. The hair supplements has a good ROAS. They got 3X, close to 4X, but the nail conditioners are $19 and they have 1.5 x ROAS with 4% conversion rate, but they have a lifetime value. Like once you buy it. You are locked like 12 months or even 24 months. So what we did is separated them out into, into their own PMAX campaign. So to balance that up, that ROAS in the overall account, sometimes you can push more money or sometimes you use the strategy to pull back.
2: Hmm. Yeah. So generally I use feed only. Campaigns like PMAX feed only campaigns, like we were doing in the past for smart shopping. Like I use the same strategies that we were following. So and there is a twist, a little twist. So what I am testing in my accounts is right now that I create a feed-only PMAX campaign with all the products on it, with only one asset group. And I create a new another PMAX campaign without feed, in that I put all the good assets like all the good images, videos about those categories. And I put relevant audience signals there in the Pmax without feed. So technically I think Pmax without feed is going outbound, is going in front of people who are not product aware, right? That Pmax without feed is targeting those people. And then they are going, then those people, they are going on Google and they are searching for our product and our Pmax. Feed only already knows that the product, ha- sorry, that the person has already visited our site through Pmax without feed and a little bit higher to get that shopping click. I think that is happening. I am seeing a good cost per conversion for both the campaigns. Actually, I can't actually share that, share the Google Ads account screenshots, but I'm getting a $42 cost per conversion in Pmax without feed. And for the PMAX feed only, I'm getting $50 cost per conversion. So yeah, I'm getting success with that strategy. So you're using the PMAX
1: main campaign. You're pulling out the feed. So you are mm-hmm. using that PMAX for the search, display, YouTube and the other channel, oh, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. creating that demand in that campaign. And for the feed only, you're using that to harvest the demand. So you are separating your campaign for the demand structure.
2: Yeah, and I think that is working for that industry because it's a niche down industry, so that industry, it's promos. So promo products, people who want promotional products. So I think it's a niche industry. I think that's why it's working. But let's say if you have apparel or any other brand, any other industry which you can't actually niche down the audience, then it's difficult to work with those with my strategy, because there are a lot of audience for those products in market or affinity. Thank
1: you. I do
3: feed only in a couple of ways I guess I'll stay, go through all of them. In the original Pmax campaign, I pretty much launched two feed only campaigns. The first one is just an open signal one where I attach no signals to it. And then the second one is where I just take my best performing signals from the listing group or insights tab. And then I just add those signals all combined together and launch that. So that's one way I launch it. And a more recent approach that I started doing was for a feed-only PMAX campaign. What I did was I took the client's goal. I took three-fifths of the client's goal. Let's just say their goal was uh five X. I took everything above what was it? a three, three fifths. I took everything above a three and kept it in the original PMAX campaign. that's the solid strategist. Can't do simple math, but <laughs> I was like five, three fifths. So anything above a three, I kept in the original campaign, right? And then anything below a two, I t- knocked out into and create a separate PMAX campaign and then put like a 300% ROAS goal on it. And it's working pretty well, surprisingly. That's, But that's with a feed only campaign and I and there's no overlap. So I guess I can share screen. And this was just recently launched. You gotta give me permission, FA.
0: Mm-hmm. This is not a glitch. I'm interrupting because I need to remind you that I'm always looking for people to join our team. So if you're passionate about Google Ads and you want to work with the best Google Ads agency on the planet, please go to solate.com/slash/apply. Speaking of working with the best Google Ads agency on the planet, if you're having trouble with Google Ads and you want professional help, that's what we do. You can go to solate.com. That's sol 8com to apply for your free, no-obligation action plan. And if I've given you any level of value at all, maybe think about giving me a thumbs up and subscribing <coughs> to our channel. That's how we juice the YouTube algorithm, so they actually know that i know what i'm talking about if you have questions comments concerns or confessions hit me below in the comments and now back to your regularly scheduled program
3: i was about to show you the PMAX campaign so let me share screen so basically well this is a single product pmax campaign that the client wanted but moving away from that we launched we kept everything above a 3x i don't know why this is 2x but everything above a 3x originally from the previous 90 days in this PMAX campaign below a 2x in this one And what we did was we put a 300% ROAS goal on this. We gave it less budget too. And right now, this campaign is at a 2.57 and this campaign is at a 3.58 with the ROAS goal. So that's interesting, which we kind of tested. What's the third one for? The third PMX. Product specific one. Oh. Yeah, that was one test. Another thing that we're kind of testing right now is kind of like what the FA does, take the best performing product and launch a separate PMX campaign. But what we're kind of testing, we take the best performing product, but we also take underperforming products, which is essentially products that convert well, just didn't get enough attention. So they'll have like 20, 30 clicks, but they'll have two conversions on it. To me, that has potential, right? So we'll launch a separate PMAX campaign, including those products as well, with the best performing world. Well. and we've kind of seen it push the those products in the original PMAX campaign and in the campaign itself, and it works well. I just don't remember an account I can show you that in.
1: So I think our audience will have this thought: like all of the things we are talking about is not something new. It's what we have done in the past. Smart shopping, but the key point in this is adjusting the budget so the budget is now the key because before you only had a smart shopping campaign and you have nothing to worry about but now you're running a pmax when you pull out that feed only like if you're spending three hundred dollars on the pmax and it's generating you 3x but it's only generating that with fifty dollars right other 250 dollars to spend on the outbound and that Smart Shopping campaign just scoop up to learn, uh low hanging fruit, and it's getting you that. So you're thinking, okay, maybe I can create a feed, Pmax Feed-Only campaign to boost that. You're giving it $50 now. It's spending those full $300 to create that demand, and now your $50 uh, Pmax Feed-Only campaign has goodish performance. So overall, we're just killing the account. So it's all about adjusting the budget. How much will you spend spend on creating the demand on YouTube or search or Google display network or discovery and how much you're willing to spend on shopping you have to adjust perfectly so it wouldn't just uh, affect the overall account so you don't you shouldn't be greedy if that's the word
3: no yeah that's right and just to build on F8's controlling your budget even if you're let's just say you're spending three hundred dollars a day on a PMAX campaign and you find that there's a certain collection that's doing well, but it's not getting enough attention, like I was talking about certain products that are doing well and not getting enough collection, they need more budget. You can literally just launch a separate PMAX campaign or just build a separate asset group with only those products in there, They're like those 10, 15 products in there, and it'll give those that collection more attention. The only thing or caveat to that is I've tested that. You'd still need a decent chunk of products in there. The number I'm going to give for how many products listing group should have. If you have multiple list asset groups is like 15 minimum. I've tried launching a single product, a listing group or asset group in a PMAX campaign that was built out. It just got no attention.
2: Yeah. And I think, Osama, our SOP is, is something different for like segmenting out categories. So our SOP is that we segment out the best performing category. If you want to scale your campaigns, but I think, yeah, if you want to really promote a category or if it's in stock or something, then yeah, I think we can segment out that category or that product into its own PMAX campaign. And then should give a like a decent budget Mm -hmm. to work with.
3: I was going to ask you guys. And uh, maybe this was answered already do you guys leave your products running in the original campaign as well, because I let them run in both campaigns until the second campaign starts gaining enough momentum and then I remove them from the original campaign.
1: Exactly, because you have to see the effect this happens a lot also like you see something you see you think you found a gold mine it's spending $100 It's generating a forex your goal is three, and you're thinking okay if I create a separate campaign for this. I'm golden. You create a new campaign, you're pushing it 200 dollars and now you have 1.5x because it's only profitable up to a point. So it has a certain demand, you harvest it, and you're now forcing it to spend the extra money on the unnecessary stuff. So it's either doing heavy marketing and just people are getting sick of you, or it's doing hard outbound on YouTube or the display network. So it's it's all about budgeting i think people are more focused on products i have some hero products i'm going to put ten thousand dollars of it if your demand is like a thousand dollars the extra line will be based yeah i agree
2: i have a question for you guys like i also don't know why why it didn't work but so earlier we didn't have the PMAX feed only strategy, right? So earlier we were creating full build outs, like full PMAX build outs. And it was giving us a certain, let's say cost per, a conversion at a certain CAC or we were getting a certain ROAS, but as soon as we implemented our strategy, which is max with only feed, then it didn't work like the full build. Fully built Pmax doing or performing, right? So fully built Pmax was let's say giving us three X, and when we launched a new Pmax feed only, then the ROAS dropped from like three to one. Have you seen that? Yes,
1: hi. Right. So okay, let me
3: show you this. I'm going to. Well, that that. I think it's because uh, one, we don't judge how much influence the other networks have on the campaign on its own. So like indirectly, maybe they're just looking at all of our display ads and then when they actually click on a, click on an ad, it's the shopping network or the search network. So when we go feed only, we lose all that buildup or that, mm. that we're trying to get the awareness we're building.
1: Go on Efe. This is normal PMAX campaign. I was pushing a thousand Turkish liras into this and I wasn't running PMAX feed only and in the August, look at this, like it has nine X and all of a sudden now it's down to 3.9 <laughs> and my P max only is generating 9.9. So it's a sudden shift. It just killed us. Like I was running this with a thousand Turkish liras, and I'm going to say bucks because Turkish liras is hard to say. I was giving this a thousand bucks, and I was running this with a hundred bucks and it scooped up this so fast like this was dropping and this was good but i had switched a lot and the account was hurt for a while so that's what i am talking about when it comes to the budget because once you pull away the uh, shopping factor from your pms campaign if your industry is running on heavily shopping so if your majority of your conversions are coming from shopping Then you pull away that shopping factory, the different PMAX Mm feed-only, you have to adjust your budgets toward that. So what might be a better transition phase could be this, maybe I could have created a feed-only campaign, feed-only asset groups for those products. So they have a thing going in PMAX, so it's more, a small transition rather than a hard pull. Yeah. That's what I had. It's a sudden change.
2: And what do you guys recommend? Let's say if we have a, a new account and it's a, it's shopping in, it's a e-commerce. and uh, w- what you guys recommend? Should we go with like a feed only campaign or with a fully built PMAX campaign?
3: I go fully built and then add the feed only asset. Right? Beat. Yeah. Exactly.
1: That's how I do it also. <laughs> now. Like after I see that, like sometimes <laughs> creating a new PMAX feed only campaign by away works wonders, mm. but. When it fails, it's hard to get back. Yeah. That's what I'm afraid of. Like if it works, it works perfectly. But if it fails, now you have to turn it back off and you have to wait for your PMAX to get back on its feet again. So it's a mm-hmm. longer process. So that yeah. slower transition might be beneficial for like 70% of the time. Yeah.
2: So your recommendation will be create a fully built PMAX, then inside that for label pmax create a feed only cam- asset group yeah right and then, and then be- if that works then create a feed only campaign yes and okay. test test and test like create
1: pmax like feed only asset group as in all products like create pmax feed only asset groups regarding your best selling products or all selling products Or create a Pmax feed-only asset with the audience signal that is working best for you. Let's say your your in-market audience is just killing it. Create a Pmax feed-only asset with those audiences to push your Pmax, your main campaign direction onto more shopping if it's beneficial for you. Because it depends on the industry. If it's coming from searches, like that's not going to work.
3: Yeah the other thing you can test experiment a lot with feed only as well like you can we discuss splitting pmax campaigns out by collection types you can create feed only asset groups based off of collections so if one collection is underperforming and it's doing bad then we can literally just what do you call it pause it and keep the other ones running without worrying about the campaign being affected because we're only on the shopping network right for that asset group right we're not worried about mm. secondary yeah, throughs are coming in, right? So you can make that mm. judgment without too much thought being going into it. Whether we need that image there, whether we need that branding there or not, right? So you can make mm. those judgments pretty easily with feed-only collection-based asset groups as well. So I would do that as well, especially if you have the budget. But then again, it all comes down to how much budget you have to play with, how much you're willing to risk and experiment with. Yeah. All right.
1: You're all set. Thanks, guys. We'll see you later.
2: Thanks, guys. Bye.
0: Thanks for listening to the Google Ads podcast. For more ways to grow your business with Google Ads, you can subscribe to the Solutions 8 YouTube channel. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. And if you'd like to work with the best Google Ads agency in the world, you can visit Solutions 8 at sol8.com.